Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, an award-winning show dedicated to helping contractors generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Powered by Rival Digital. Tune in each week to learn how other business owners and industry professionals across the country are staying ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. So, are you ready to dominate your marketing, get a grip on your operations, and build the business you've always dreamed of? Join your host, Eric Thomas, and get a fresh perspective on what it takes to create a world-class contracting business. The best idea wins. Now, here's Eric Thomas. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe the best idea wins. And I have brought on the smartest person I have ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Thank Rob you. And shoot. Generate lots of good ideas. I'm doing great, man. And I'm, I'm super excited today because, one, um, fun fact, it took me five years to pass Algebra 1. Um, you know, I didn't do so well in pre-algebra, failed algebra one, had to do the whole like algebra one, part one, algebra one, part two, spread it out over two years for us that weren't good at math. I didn't finally get past algebra until my junior year of college, but I'm here today to tell you all that one plus one equals three. And you guys are probably like, wow, you really are bad at math, aren't you, Eric? <laughs> Hear me out. We're going to be explaining a little bit more about how one plus one equals three, especially when you um, kind of put the power of your traditional and your digital advertising together, uh, yeah. the common good of your company. So Ryan shoot wizard of ads. How are you doing my man? I am absolutely extraordinary. We are super busy and things are good. Everyone, uh, everyone for the most part that we work with is up and, uh, and uh, seeing, seeing a, a big change in, in how things have been since COVID, but uh, um, forging forward and, and uh, getting the lifts that they're looking for. Yeah. Is that, is that an octopus behind you or a squid? That, that, that's an octopus back there. Yeah. 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 What's the story on that real quick? Well, I'm a bit of a, a Captain Nemo uh, fanboy, so uh, right. you know the whole the whole idea of you know the monsters in the sea and the things that we have to tackle. And uh, Captain Nemo himself is really a you know a bit of a rebellious uh, sort, and and really does like to uh, look outside the box and be a little bit different and and contend against the the natural and normal conventions of the world. So. Um, this is also a picture of the Nautilus behind me from the, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, um, Walt Disney uh, movie. And yeah. uh, th this is just a little bit of my my world that I like to, uh, to to live in and think about and inspire me. Yeah, that's good stuff. So I, you've been on the podcast before. I know listeners come and go. They jump on board at random points. So real quick, uh, just before we dig in. Give everyone a, just a brief uh, overview of, of who you are and what you do, and we will uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, uh, I've been with Wizard of Ads since 2017 as a partner, started uh, taking classes back in 2015 and been reading his books uh, for, gosh, 20 years or so, uh, introduced to me uh, by my father. And we uh, um, were able to uh, align our, our ships and 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 uh, get together, and I, I wanted to bring the other parts of 
the marketing strategy together with what we were already doing well at Wizard of Ads. So things like sales and operations, culture, those things that help augment and improve and align the, the, the marketing brand, the, the, the channel alignment and the message alignment so that we all sing the same song, no matter what department we're in and what we're doing, helps us do a better job. And it's not, not much different than what you and I are going to talk about today when we talk about the difference between a brand story, mass media kind of strategy, and pairing that in with the, the essentials of lead generation and all of the digital things that you have to do to, to be where the customer goes looking for you at their time of need. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I always hear you know, we, we hear clients a lot asking us about radio, like, is radio still effective? Of course, I, I fully believe in it because I listen to the radio and I drive to work every day. And, um, you know, I think that the, the numbers speak for themselves, you know, nationwide from, from what you guys are seeing, too. It um, is, yes. Yeah. What like what goes into just kind of the, the roadmap or thought process of creating an effective radio ad campaign? There's there's a few really, really key important uh, pieces. So piece number one is the message. If you don't have a message that can get past what I call broker the bouncer. Now, broker is this guy sitting up here in the left side of the brain in the front where the electrical memory is. And everything that's predictable is tossed out by broker the bouncer. He's like, no, get out. You're not interesting enough to get into my imagination. And if your imagination is this really cool club where you're, uh, where you're, all the cool kids are and the VIP section is and everything else, well, you have to get past Broca. So you have to do something and say something that's different than what everyone else is going to say. So message is key. Um, once we have message, then we have to have a frequency that is meaningful. Now, people who sell media don't understand um, how the brain works. They're, they're not, they're not taught that way. What, is really important here is that you have to have media hit the customer consistently at around three times a week. And that's so that we can get it past the electrical part of the memory and have it sinking back into the chemical part of the memory. When that happens, we're, we're going to basically start taking up more real estate. And when we take up more real estate in the brain with that big fluffy pink elephant message that we've created, now we have the ability to be thought of, first known liked and trust before they get to the digital space the google and figure out which company they're going to choose for this thing that they don't want to spend money on the externally triggered grudge purchase which is all home services yeah. and the last piece is is the only piece that actually has anything to do with money and that's reach yeah. And we only buy as much reach as you can afford. So if you're a little company in a little city, you buy less, but you can buy more in a little city. So you're a big, uh, you're a big sounding dog in a small area, right? In a medium sized city, you're going to seem pretty darn big. Now in a big city, you're going to get heard, <laughs> but you're going to have to, you're going to have to grow. And we have strategies for all of those things, be it TV, radio, billboard, decoy locations, um, uh, all kinds of different strategies that we can employ to get the thing that we need to get done done, which is one great message out frequently enough that people start to retain the information in the chemical portion and to as many people as we can afford to reach. So yeah, people can start doing this at, at many different um, revenue levels is what it boils yeah. down to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just a, you know, it's a quick story. I always like to try to tie in random stories from, 
my personal life as a homeowner, just to offer a different perspective for our listeners. I recently had some trees, um, a couple trees removed, a couple stumps removed, some trees trimmed up. You know how it goes, grows onto the roof and pine mm-hmm. straws are falling in the gutters. And yeah. So I was like, all right, I need to get these trees taken care of. The first thing I did, I didn't pull out my phone immediately. The first thing I did was think, do I know of any tree companies? Have I seen, like, who's the tree company that I know? It's like my brain didn't tell me first to pull out my phone and look. My brain told me first to think about if I knew any. And then I quickly realized, yeah, I don't know a single tree company in the area. So then I pulled out my phone and typed in, um, you know, tree pruning near me or, you know, tree trimming Virginia Beach, something like that. And um, a Google ad popped up. And it was what looked like a real family-owned and operated tree company filled in my information. Turns out it was a Angie's List lead <laughs> generator where they had just spun up a, a fake logo and a fake website. Yep. And next thing you know, it was we we're off to the races with ten different people calling me within the minute. And the, the tree company that I actually went with was was from that list. And um, yeah, at the end of it, he was just like, "Yeah." Um, I was asking him, I was like, you enjoy those leads from Angie's list? I was like, I, I don't know anything about tree trimming, so I wasn't going to try to sell them marketing or anything. But I was like, do you enjoy the Angie's leads list because, or the Angie's list leads? Cause I was like, I mean, like in my opinion, like if I hadn't filled that out that day, I would have never known you existed. Never seen mm-hmm. your trucks anywhere. Never heard you anywhere. Never saw a billboard. Never saw anything. And he was like, no, I hate Angie's list, but I just don't know how to get people to know who I am. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I, of course I just, I, I, I bit my tongue. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's, well, there's a lot of different things you could do. Just, you got this, <laughs> no? you, got this. Uh, you got this, but it, it, it's funny that, you know, you mentioned about the, the bouncer in the, in the brain that you know, says, I'm oh, sorry, you're not welcome here. And it's like, we are trained to think first into our mental Rolodex of who we know for something when something goes wrong. And if you've yeah. got that, the sumpy pumpy or, um, you know, the different things like, like what our friends at Miller's do, or, you know, any of these other awesome campaigns that they live rent free in your head. It's yeah. the first thing you'll think of is to go, instead of going on there typing tree trimming company in Virginia beach, you're just typing in, um, Bob's badgers tree care. Right. And, Cause you already know who it is or whatever it is. So you got it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's exactly the, the whole point. It's, it's look, this, this isn't about, you know, us versus them. There is no branding versus lead gen. That's nonsense. There's both. And there's only going to be both. It's 2023, right? We're going to have uh, to be at the spot where customers go looking for our name our phone number our hours of operation, uh, our Google rating, how other people have uh, interfaced with us. But if that's the first place that we've interfaced with them or worse yet an, an angie's uh lead from a fake you know form filled that that you think you're getting one thing and you end up getting another and then you get blitzed with a whole bunch of salesy stuff that you didn't sign up for right that's not a great way to start a relationship and look if you want to if you want to kick through a ton of transactional customers who don't care about anything but price and, and grind it out in that way, fill your boots. You're, you, you can spend all kinds of money doing that, but there's easier, cheaper, faster ways for you to really elevate that. Miller's is a, an astounding example of that uh, in your in your local market as it is. And they work really, really hard to deliver on the experience. That's how we're successful. Will lets us do what we need to do from a creative standpoint. And he does a second to none 
world-class job on the delivery of that service, which is what has those customers coming back for more, referring out without any, you know, provocation or, or, or bribery and giving them those five-star reviews because they're living up to their promises that were promised starting in, in marketing before the trigger happened and before they started going searching for the thing because a thing broke in their, in someone's house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like if, if, I, I, we always say nothing exposes a bad operation quite like good marketing. And so, <laughs> yeah. and it, so to your point, you know, like if, if Miller's is saying, you know, we've got real text, we're going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then they show up and they don't do that. And it's just another bait and switch type of company, yep. um, which is what they're preaching against on the radio. Then, you know, it's, it's not matching up to the promise, but in their instance it is. And like you said, it, and we see it. We've got I've got Zapier hooked up to every single Google review that ever comes through for one of our clients, mm-hmm. and they'll sit here. And I've I've seen at least fifteen pop up today for Millers. Every single one's the same stuff. It's like paragraphs of praise because they're you know, they're, they're so awesome. They delivered on what they <laughs> yeah. said they were going to do. <laughs> so they, they do, and and everybody there knows that. Will being a real tech himself, if it gets to him there's only one person that's winning in this game and that's going to be the customer. So they, they, they're cut from that same cloth. He's attracting the people um, that, that truly sit in his heart. He is, he is genuinely looking after the, the good benefit of the customer. And ultimately that translates into the culture that he's created. And and that culture is the most powerful thing that he has going for him um, in, in really being able to exponentially grow his business. Yeah. So before I've got, I've got a a few things I want to hit on, but the first thing I want to chat about, um, we didn't hit on this last time. And this is something that we get asked a lot actually is how do you effectively track radio? Yeah. Um, people are obsessed with tracking because digital people uh, are, are real keen on convincing people that that's so, super important and it's far less important than, than it, than it needs to be. Um, uh, in, in the minds of people. At the end of the day, you can track th- certain leading and lagging indicators like lead flow, total call volumes, um, direct searches, right? Digital has no ability to affect a, dr- a direct search. That there, There's zero ability in, in the digital world to do that. Organic search can be done through SEO mechanisms, but also through those brandable chunks that we create. These are series of taglines, not meant to be taglines. Taglines are a statement of worth where a brandable chunk is uh, an embed code. It's that earworm. It's that thing that you keep on hanging on to. We sing things like the URL of the, of the menu of the uh, company that we're working with. Why? Because when you want somebody to remember something, you sing it, right? Just like the ABCs and every other, every other um, Maroon 5 uh, song that you didn't want in your head uh, for the last 20 years. So, um, (laughs) Rune five's great. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, what we're trying to create is this is this natural, involuntary, automatic recall that's associated to a positive resonance at the moment when a negative resonance has just occurred. Something broke. I need a positive, um, basically feedback loop to offset that. What is it? It's Miller's home service. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right about, um, you know, monitoring search traffic on things. Um, 
obviously I, I can't really, this is a podcast. So listeners out there can't see my screen. I can't really share my screen, but we can, you know, we can see, like, I know when a radio ad has gone off on a, you know, a popular time, it's like 9am noon three and around six o'clock we see contact forms come in for mm-hmm. exactly what I know the radio ad. I mean, I, I've got all the radio ads memorized that they run here locally, but <laughs> I can see it. It's, it's about, their preventative maintenance. And I'm like, I know that's the ad that's running and you'll see it. Like it's just, it's no coincidence that boom, here comes 10 lead forms yeah. all looking for maintenance. And I'm like, gee, I don't think 10 people all at once magically right. decided hmm, it's time for me to join a maintenance club. Well, and, 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 you know, listen, that is one of the big reasons why we've really enjoyed working with, with you at uh, rival at, and and our clients is because those two things married up make it absolutely astoundingly easy for the customer to get to the form to fill out right you're showing up where the customer goes looking and this is where the the marriage comes together the more branded stuff we can have customers looking for the more direct search we can have the more opportunity we're going to be able to lower his overall marketing budget as a, as a total expense. We have a client right now uh, spending $240,000 a year, $20,000 a month on digital, generating $40 million in revenue. Now I pick on that one because it happens to be topical in one of the analysis that I just did, but it's, it, it gives us a great example of amazing branding will 4X your return on investment for your marketing as a whole, because Branding isn't about measuring the feeling that a person got six months before they needed your thing. Branding is about laying a bed, a baseline of positivity in the no like and trust world so that when they do go to the thing, the last touch, right? You don't keep looking for your keys once you've found them. When you go to the website, you don't keep looking for Millers. You're at Millers, right? You fill yeah. out the form, you get them to call you, and they and they come out and book the appointment and run the appointment. So it's the exact same thing with digital. People think because it's the last place, it's the only thing that matters. And this is the lazy uh, steps that have been taken in most people's marketing is that they can't get further than what they can measure, but that's just the last place the customer went looking it, it was supported by the trucks and, and the wraps that Dan Antonelli and, and Prolific and all these other wonderful uh, uh, branding companies do from a, from a graphic design standpoint. It's the uh, billboards that are put up. It's the radio campaigns. It's the community work that the companies are doing. I was talking to a really great guy in Bowling Greens. And look, he's, he's in every single um, little league um, baseball place around like he's just everybody gets taken care of by this guy when it comes to little league and that's huge right in the absence of other things be authentic be community level be be the real people that people want to buy from because that's effectively your brand yeah yeah you know you just hit on a point there was uh, you know like back in i say back in the day this was you know probably five years ago uh, I was working at Mosquito Joe and we used to always talk to our franchisees about the seven touch points of marketing. It's like, you got to be touching them seven times, you know, at, just so that they know who you are. And that was like, you mentioned, there was a yard sign and a billboard and a radio and a truck and yeah. the little league and sponsoring the, you know, the 
local racetrack. Yeah. Um, but it was like you had to hit him seven times. But then I've been doing a lot of research in the past couple of years, just learning more about like how the branding and all of these, you know, touch points can work together. Cause it's like, do we have to hit him seven times? It's like, that's a lot. There's a lot of, a lot of budget that has to go into getting on the radio with the right frequency and getting in the billboards in the right place. And so I've been researching a lot. I've been reading a lot about brand lift studies and I'm sure that you, you know, about that. And that's where the whole one plus one equals three thing comes from is that there was a, a study saying that if you have two advertisements with the same message, it technically counts as three advertisements because it's more rememberable if it's the same message and the, like the repetition and the frequencies right. there. Now um, you're giving away our secrets. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so one of, one of the things that we do with this, this vast frequency that we're talking about, now the, the sleep is the great eraser of the electrical memory. So we are hitting a customer three times a week with the same message. We also are looking for that core message. I call it skimp. And that's the, that's the one um, key message that we are using to influence people. Now with some companies, it's about real techs and other companies, it's about having four trucks standing by and other companies. It's about staying open until midnight every week, every day of the week. Um, when you have one powerful message that's overriding any other secondary message that you're, you're, you're running, you're going to embed yourself in the thing that the customer cares about. Now let's think about what a customer cares about, Eric. Customer cares about a few things. They're only going to buy from you when you have demonstrated empathy as a company and you have demonstrated competence. That's, that's the moment that they say, I've decided to use this company because they're empathetic and, and, um, and competent. The only way I can get person to pay me a premium price a premium price is to get them uh, convenience, same day service, fast, get the job done, get the problem out of their hair as quickly as possible, make it easy for them, make it quick, right? But also make it easy so that they don't have to deal with this in the future, right? This isn't going to become a problem down the road. When I say premium, I'm not talking about selling your higher price goods. I'm talking about selling the same goods as everyone else is selling, which is what you're doing in most home services for a, a, a higher price than what your competitors are. You get premium price for only delivering convenience. Now, the measuring sticks that they're using are money, energy, and time. Most people stop at money and they use money as the only lever that they have because there's nothing else for the customer to go off of. So yeah. they think it has to be the cheapest, right? I'll shop around. Well, I'll shop around until I find somebody who's empathetic and competent, right, for the yeah. cheapest price, because you haven't brought in the other two parts of the equation, uh, arguably the two more important parts, right? Money is just a measuring stick. Money is renewable. It's easy. Time is yeah. not renewable. Yeah. Cust customers aren't going to buy from you if they're in survivor mode based on um, some level of identity. You know, I got the nicer air conditioner, right? If I'm in survival mode, forget that. I am spending the least amount of money. I'm fixing it before I'm replacing it. I'm looking for the guy who is starting with that in the conversation. I'm not looking for the guy who's saying, time to renew. Let's, let's replace that thing. I know it's only eight years old, but better time like good money after bad and all the other stupid nonsense that these guys are, are spouting doesn't actually get them more business. It might get them more revenue today, but these guys are up, they're down, their net profits go from 20 to, to down to 8%. They're all over the place and they're 
constantly working their asses off and and blaming their digital marketing agencies when they don't get enough leads. Right? Yeah, it's it's frustrating. The other two parts yeah. of the equation, time and the thing that everyone is moving towards using time and money is eliminating the stress, anxiety and frustration in their lives. They're trying to get rid of the negative resonance of 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 negative energy. They're trying to get back up to a baseline of happy, of relief, of that thing is behind me. And I've spent as little of my money and time to make that happen as possible. Well, if we demonstrate empathetic competence and we deliver it at a, at a, at a convenience that appeals to the customer, we're going to sell more. That's exactly what Will's doing every day, all day. His radio ads are demonstrating the empathetic competence. He's collecting the same or a little bit more for his convenience, right? And he's getting a huge lift in, in business because people trust that he's going to do the thing that he's going to do and they get it once. They see that he, they're getting what they pay for and more and go back for more. Yeah. So let's talk about, because um, I know that you work with contractors near and far. I, mean, I do, yeah. Canada, United States, all over the place. Um, what have been some of the most remarkable campaigns that you all have, have personally seen? Um, you know, radio ad campaigns. Yeah, the, the radio campaigns that that really stand out are the ones that I, I call, um, based off of Benet and Field's work, aim for fame, right? These are the campaigns that stand 600 feet above the competition. These are the campaigns that you'll never hear them talking about, um, you know, their convenient hours and their, you know, well-dressed technicians and their, you know, uh, background tests and, and drug tested, you know, people and their convenient hours and all this other stuff, all of the table stake stuff doesn't even exist, right? That's the kind of stuff that Broca looks at and goes, you're out, you're predictable. Predictability requires no investigation. The only way you can get into the imagination is investigation, right? I want to know more. I need to know more. So where's that going to come from? Entertainment almost always, but not just funny, right? Funny. Yes. Funny's great, but if you don't use funny strategically, you're you're gonna have a problem, right? It's one thing to have a cute and clever campaign that goes flat because no one remembers your name. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one where you have a, a funny campaign, something that makes you laugh or lean in and turn up the radio station or 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 pay attention to the TV as as things are happening. That's fundamentally different. TV and, and radio strategy. That's the yeah. kind of strategy that needs to be done. And we have to fit it within this box of externally triggered grudge purchase. So negative resonance to start. And we have to fit it in the box of waiting for something to break. Right. Yeah. It's not Lululemon pants here. Right. We're not motivating these people because they want to have a fabulous ass. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so true. Um, gosh. I wonder if our listeners out there uh, get like as mind blown as I do every time I chat with the wizards. Cause I'm always just like, I'm just like a digital guy and I'm just looking at Google analytics and stuff you're like not, that. Your, your job is so fundamentally important to get right. And mm -hmm. there's so many companies out there who are not getting it right these days. And even what might be called industry leaders in the digital marketing space. This is where so much confusion has, has been um, made in, in how to market your business. Wizard of ads, first and foremost are strategists, 
right? I've spent 30 years as a consultant for businesses all around the world. And I really do understand the dynamics of what's going on. I've learned a, a tsunami of information since joining uh, Roy and, and, and uh, partnering up with him and then specializing in home services as I do. So when we, when we see this combination, right, we, we really do have to get this right for our small businesses. And when, when we don't, when there's one thing that's broken, be it the uh, um, owner of the company not being able to operationally deliver, right? They're too short, they're too tall for the ride or they're too short for the ride that they're going on, right? <laughs> right? We, and we have the digital company that, that is not, for example, building out the branded strategies, right? There's huge branded campaigns that need to be built over time. You know, the folks at Gettle, I'm sure are enjoying many hundreds, if not thousands of, of leads every single month from little boy in a flashlight, right? And that has a massive amount of weight and power that we need to leverage. Mr. Jenkins told me is absolutely being leveraged in so many different ways, not just on the radio and TV, but also in the, in the digital space, we need yeah. to make sure that all of those dots connect, but it's this, this concept of shifting away from being obsessed with the transaction and the offer based lead gen stuff, be it online or offline and shifting into people wanting to deal with me and me offering a service worth spending money on. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I, I don't, I don't have a, a grudge against the offers, you know, occasionally, I don't know, but I just, I, I can't stand it when it's like you go to these people's websites and, and it looks like the dang, it looks like Valpac. Like there's just, it looks, yeah. Just, so there's, there's a, there's a, a philosophy that we've come up with. I say we, I guess, it, I guess I, I came up with this a couple of years back called the relational friendly transactional offer. So it's about looking at what an offer actually is, breaking it down to its constituent parts, and then lifting up the things that actually matter within the offer to make it meaningful for the kind of customer we're chasing. So if we think of customers having two different worlds, we have the relational customer who values their time more than money. They're a thriving mindset, so they're going to be more relaxed with their money. If they can find the right solution, they want to find the solution that makes their problem go away forever right? Because that's how people think about home services. And then we have the transactional customer who is hoarding resources, protecting everything, buckling down a very common place for people to be right now in the economical, uh, economic behavioral uh, world that we're in right now. Things are different than they were a year ago. Um, are people still spending money? Yep. Are people still buying new units? Yep. Are people uh, still getting repairs? Yep. But they're yep. buying more from the people they trust, they're buying it from the places that have a resonance of trust. Where does trust come from? Empathy, competence, right? Yeah. Are they paying a premium? Yep. They're still busy. They still got to go to work. They still got to protect their world, right? So what do we have to do? We have to create offers that appeal to the people's time and alleviate them of their stress, anxiety, and frustration, make them feel safe again so that yeah. they can go back to living life the best that they can live given our economic circumstances and cultural circumstances of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I see so many, so many contractors will like, um, you'll get on Google $500 off or 600, $700 off thousand dollars yeah. off for the new system. And this person searched, you know, 
AC replacement cost or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever non-branded unfamiliar search term they made, which is fine. You can acquire new customers this way, whatever. Sure. Um, but that's a higher cost per click. It's a much higher cost per conversion, cost per book job, cost per ran job for that lead. And you're going to give them a thousand dollars off. And once you factor in your parts and your labor and the gas and all these other things, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, the bottom line is just, it's like a roller coaster versus if someone just goes straight to Google and types in Miller's or Gettle or little boy with the flashlight or Mr. Jenkins because they trust that that person is going to do the thing that needs to be done right the yeah. first time and make that, yeah. that frustration go away today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People only pay for convenience at a premium, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can't be uncomfortable with charging a high price. You have to charge what's right for your company to, to margin out the way that you need to. Um, Operational excellence is a thing and efficiency is a thing. We're not talking about being sloppy with your books. What we're talking about is maximizing those those profits based off of developing product walks that make it make sense for the customer to to buy the next thing up, the upper, the, the, the better product, whatever the case might be. But also to create relational, friendly transactional offers like instead of saying you get $1,500 off of any system, why not say you get $1,500 off of any system if we can't install it today? Now we've just gone from a transactional offer to a relational offer. Yeah. It's still an offer. This is the foundation. This is an example of powerful ways to put yourself out there in the universe to let people know that you're there to serve that kind of person. That's why targeting and branding isn't necessary, right? Yeah. You don't need to target with the um, 30, you know, women over 35, you know, uh, radio station or any of that silliness or, or OTT and drill it down to household incomes and everything else. Most of that stuff is such nonsense that, that people are so bamboozled with the numbers and, and the metrics and how they're actually talking to people that they think matter. Man, they're way off and they are absolutely getting destroyed on how much they're paying. They're paying so much more. To give you an example, we just ran an analysis on an OTT uh, strategy. They were paying $35. Uh, a box, which essentially is any viewer who sees that box. It might be in the little kid's room. It might be the dog's, you know, playroom. We don't know who's actually watching that TV. 35 bucks every time it plays. And there's times when they stack your ad on top of your own ad. So they're just seeing your ad three times in a row and, and it loses its salience, right? And we measured that up against a radio campaign where we're literally getting a 0.006 of one cent for that view. So not one cent, 0.006 of one cent to watch that. And we can talk to a customer on radio for two hours and 36 minutes every single year for less than 70 cents for the whole year, not per listen, per year. So when you start looking at the efficiencies of what kind of, of cost it is to, to advertise to people and buy these big expensive leads from a bunch of people who are completely undecided on a bargain basement price and they're going to haggle you if you even get the lead in the first place because you're up against 10 other competitors, right? 
<laughs> you're not winning this game. You're yeah. bleeding out money and you could be talking to a customer over and over. Look, if you gave me two and a half hours to talk to you about anything, I'm probably going to convince you of something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. One hundred percent. And you know, I always, like you said, like some people, they get the analysis paralysis of like, like you said, the demographics and the average household income and all this stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember who told me this. I think it was very early on in my career. I was working at Humana and um, I, they had an internal creative agency and I was their digital designer. So I was coding up email templates and landing pages and stuff and they did all the creative and all the advertising and stuff. And one of them told me, they said, accountants ruined advertising um, because <laughs> it stopped being about mass media and getting your message out there. And it started becoming all about, well, if we hit this demographic of 65 year olds with you know, 52,000 extra dollars a year that this rate and do this, then we can, you know, we can offer them this special. And so it all turned into money and numbers versus just, getting your message out there with the largest reach and frequency possible. Right. The best message in the right frequency at the, at the reach that you can afford is, is, is how I would, I would mildly shift that only in so much as your message is your message matters so much. Now, if you have a good message, you, your marketing will do good. The best campaigns that I've ever seen, going back to your original question, are the messages that were so larger than life, so exaggerated, so much fun, so so interesting. We have a campaign running in, in Florida right now where the first half of the ad is about a trivia question that they're asking. In the second half of the ad, they said, there's one mistake in this uh, ad. Did you catch it? Right. And there's always one little f- funny little pop culture mistake. And they have to call the company to find out what the mistake was, right? That's That's brilliant. (laughs) They've had a huge influx in calls. Now, some people didn't need their thing right now, but everyone felt good about their thing and had already gone to their website, picked up the phone and, and asked them how the, you know, what the heck is the, the answer, or they figured it out and asked if this was the right answer. We have other campaigns that are just so over the top funny that people just have such a good feeling about these people for the silliest things. But when there's some pump backs up, we got it covered, right? That's right. That's right. You can trade in your ice scraper for a $59 inspection. Bingo. Yeah. 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 Um, you're, uh, you're, you're familiar with our latest little uh, thing there. We're actually getting uh, those fellas. Uh, I, I love the Strandbergs. They are just wonderful human beings uh, up in Minneapolis. And, uh, and what we're going to, continue to this is a little bit of a secret i'm gonna let out i shouldn't do this but it's all right it's all right so ice scrapers we're gonna run a counter campaign and send those ice scrapers down to texas <laughs> so that's all i'll say about it but that's hilarious say, when you start having fun you can really start having fun because there's always somebody in texas is gonna go yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play for that because no one in texas yeah. has an ice scraper <laughs> yeah yeah that's but, funny um, all about tying it all together, having some fun, getting people to remember you. But we'll literally take payment for the uh, for the uh, maintenance with an ice scraper. Yeah, it's it's so smart. Um, you know, back to that campaign you're talking about with the um, the trivia, and they have to they have to call in. You know, when you, when you said that, I was like, that's brilliant. And then I started thinking for a second, and I was like, you know, the radio's been doing this for 
for so long, but no one's ever thought to do it for their company. They've always thought to get on there and say, call us now for your $59 spring AC tune-up. Or like, you know, they never thought to do, the radio does it all the time. It's like, hey, it's trivia, text, you know, 104.59 with your answer. Mm -hmm. Standard message rates and terms apply. Boom, they got your phone number and now they're hitting you up every time there's a concert or anything coming to town. And it's like it's gone over everyone's head to think to do something similar. That's just right. it's so smart. And all this is is making the person think harder and use those those little neurotransmitters and get them to connect and create the chemical bond, right? And when we have them firing regular enough, they're going to move their way back into chemical. If they fire, right, and it's like $59 tune-up, they fire once and they die. Why? Because that's, that, that's not memorable, right? Yeah. You got $59. Oh, I don't need your thing. That's dead as Texas grass, right? You're just not going to, you're not going to win the brain game with offer based stuff because the offer, the, 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 the memorability of that lasts as long as the offer does, right? This is why car dealerships are so hopelessly overwhelmed with, there is no motivation to get a customer in for a sale because a customer knows there's always a sale on right? You're not fooling anyone. Nobody's an idiot anymore, right? So, you know, the, the, you've, you've, you've gone back to that well too much and you've ruined the well, right? You've yeah. spoiled it. It's 100% toxic. Stop wasting your money on that. Instead, get them to like you more than they like the other 58 Ford dealerships in the nearby area and have them come to you instead of the other places where they could buy the exact same thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen the music video for um, the flea market in uh, Montgomery? It doesn't ring a bell. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this, this is like, I'm going to, let's see. We're going to play it. Are you short on time? I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much time here. I could go on forever. We're good. I got 15 more minutes. Perfect. All right. I want to share this. Be able to hear it. All right. All right. Our listeners should be able to hear. You won't be able to see it, but just go Google search Flea Market Montgomery. This is a music video, like you said, singing something um, that a flea market in Alabama did several years ago. And this video did so well that he ended up selling the flea market. Living room, bedrooms, dinettes. Oh, yeah. You can find them at the market. We talking about flea market. Montgomery is just like, it's just like a mini mall. Oh, yeah. Come shop with us. I said flea market. Montgomery is just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey. You heard me. Come shop. Living room, bedrooms, dinettes. We got it. You need it. You'll find it. It's just like, it's just like a minimal. Hey, hey, you heard me. Come shop. I said flea market. So back to your point from earlier about singing. Like I, the first time I heard, actually the first time I heard this was on Family Guy. There was like a Family Guy skit about it. Yeah. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is a real thing. It's a real thing. And yeah. I listened to it. And anytime I see a flea market now, I, I start singing that song. Yeah. This is, this is from 19... 19- 16 years well the video was put on youtube 16 years ago but it's from i guess the early 2000s but and what, what is the uh, thing what are the things that you notice eric about that video what is the the things that you felt when you saw that video i felt like uh well one i it's 
I felt one happy joy yeah. uh, just yeah. because the guy seems so joyful and jolly. Um, the the flea market doesn't look like a flea market. Most flea yeah. markets seem kind of kind of rusty and not not nice. That place seemed clean, so I just seemed like yeah. this is a welcoming experience. Yeah. Um, also, it's it, the whole it's just like a mini mall thing, kind of uh, you know, kind of plays to the fact that they got a lot of everything. So I don't know. He said he was big without saying he was big, right? Yeah. He he said that he was friendly, endearing, and approachable. He was somebody that you knew, liked, and trusted without saying, no one can trust me, right? Come on down. I'm the, you know, the guy in the pickle suit, some other, you know, goofy thing that's just gimmicky, right? He, he wasn't doing gimmick, but he also sang that. And if people heard it enough, they would literally be going in there singing that song to him. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you how many times we've had customers singing, yelling things across grocery stores to our clients, complaining about things um, as much as, as complimenting them for things you'll always have people feel when you make them feel when you when you stir up an emotion that guy made you feel good um our 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 client um um in texas austin texas was just recently on uh, john oliver's um uh, youtube channel uh, 11 million viewers and talking about the uh the youtube ads that he'd created uh from going to the wizard academy and learning how to do it himself we were his his uh his his uh marketing company for about a decade he actually did all of the plumbing in the giant medieval tower that we have on uh, on our site in the in the in the uh, campus in in austin texas and uh you know, that was when he was a two truck guy and, and he, he sold his business for probably in the realm of about a million, hundred million dollars, you know, revenue wow. was where he was at and never has to work again for the rest of his life because he was brave and courageous and ready to deliver on a world-class, uh, highly efficient solution. And yeah. when he, when he didn't compromise the experience but along the way also did everything he could to efficiently sell and make it easier for the buyer to buy. And he made it easier for the sellers to sell. This is all we're trying to do in any of our businesses at any time is make it easier to do the thing that we're doing. Cause what you're doing is inherently hard, right? Big challenge people. How do we make their lives easier? Well, we set them up better. Yeah. That's good stuff. I think this is a, uh, a good stopping point. I could, I could go on forever about this stuff. This is so much fun to me. Um, Ryan, thank you again for, for joining me on the podcast for the second time. It's a treat. Absolutely. Um, can't, wait, can't wait for round three um, before we, before we bow out and, and you know, say our goodbyes. What is a uh, good way for our listeners to find you online, connect, learn more, watch your videos, any of that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The, the easiest spot to find me is wizardofads.contractors, which is uh, my uh, domain site for specializing in, in home services. Um, on there, there's hundreds and hundreds of, of blog posts. There's the examples. You'll see Miller's campaign on there well, as well as 11 others. We're in the works of doing another dozen uh, case studies right now. Um, nice. And you'll be able to listen to these things and hear them, get some inspiration. But you also can uh, talk to us at any time. I love talking to clients um, and and people who just want to 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 figure out their stuff. You don't have to hire us, and we're not we're not saying we're going to work with with everyone because we can't. Right? We 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 have to we have to be precise about those things. But 
what we can do is at, at least point you in the right direction, get you started off in the right spot so that you're building this thing up. I've talked to a guy pre-COVID, just as COVID hit, he opens his own company. Uh, today, he's a $2 million operation in a tertiary rural-based town. And uh, and we're, we're talking about building out his brand now because it's it's a small town. It's a small budget. We're going to be able to make this work. I'm going to put an absolute extraordinary writer on that and use our national buying power to, to get him a smoking hot deal on his media buy, help him tie that into his digital plan and, and get this thing really ramped up. And, and he's going to be 30, 40% of his market share because he's, he's in a small spot and people are going to adore him. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, Ryan, Thank you again, my friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you and just hear all the wisdom that you have to share. I'm sure our listeners have appreciated it. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this right now, I can't say enough good things about about Ryan and his team. Um, it's certainly no coincidence that the clients we have that we share with the Wizards have a significantly lower spend than most and also their uh, their brand campaigns and their even just their, their non-branded campaigns can convert better because the person's already familiar with you. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's really cool to see. Um, certainly no coincidence, in my opinion. I'm definitely an advocate for traditional advertising. So hit up Ryan, hit up his team, start the conversation for sure. And uh, Ryan, take care, my friend. We will uh, chat soon. Thank you so much, Eric. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, powered by Rival Digital, helping business owners and industry professionals across the country stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. We hope you learned something from this week's episode. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast.